everyone. Welcome to Dad Space. You know, space for dads by dads. Podcast for dads. Dad Space. Uh, my guest today is on, and we're going to be talking about instilling into your kids that entrepreneurial spirit. I know everybody struggles with the word entrepreneurial. It's fun. You got to practice before you say it. Um, but instilling that spirit of creating something, seeing your kids come up with an idea, and as a family, creating something special with some legacy and some lessons learned. My guest Patrick is on today. We're going to be talking about something him and his family have come up with, which is amazing, but also getting Patrick's dad's story at the same time. Patrick, welcome to Dad Space. You're here. You're here. Welcome. I'm very excited to be here, Uh, Dave. Just really honored by the opportunity. I want to say hi, dads. I'm right in there in the trenches with you. All right. Okay. So tell me about your family, your kids and all that great stuff. Fill us all in. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a family of five now. Uh, I'm a recent uh, recent dad of a nine-week-old little girl. My wife always wanted a little girl. We have a nine and a 12-year-old, both boys, and uh, went through a lot of transition over the last few years. And so baby wasn't really in our capacity at the time, um, but we actually do have a nine-week-old little girl, and she's been just so wonderful. My wife got her wish. We're so excited. She's been a joy. And uh, yeah, so we are here in Redding, California, originally from Michigan, the Midwest. And uh, we're just kind of living this new dream and adventure uh, with a new project our family has started. Okay, uh, right off the bat, I got to ask you right in it, uh, new tips for new dads with a new baby, nine weeks old. Uh, come on, impart some wisdom <laughs> on us here. What do we got to tell people who are listening? Hang in there, <laughs> right? You got to hang in there, you know, okay. <laughs> do what you got to do. No, it's it's been amazing. You know, it, what was really interesting about it for us was that we were kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if anxious is the right word, but, you know, um, concerned about going back into baby land, baby phase. But what has been really amazing, and we've heard from other families who have kind of a similar spread, um, having our two older boys. I mean, they are the proudest older brothers, you know, again, 12 and nine. They are so helpful. Every time we turn around, they want to pick her up and hold her and play with her. So that's been just wonderful Um, being able to just kind of be. Uh, a steadfast support, you know, being able to be there, um, you know, and and really, I think for dads, this is so important. You know, I've had multiple business mentors in my life. They've all had different business ventures, different things that they were pursuing. There's one piece of advice that every single one of them said to me. I said, hey, if there's one thing you could go back and do differently if you were young, what would one of those things uh, be if you could start all over? They said, I would spend more time with my kids. And so making sure that you take the opportunity to pause in that moment you know, it's not going to last forever. And they're only this small for so long. This is such a crucial moment to stop and actually be engaged as a dad. Okay, so a tips for dads with new daughters. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, uh, with all your experience with the boys, that's one thing. Now there's a new person in the home and things are a little different. Um, any tips for dads with daughters? <laughs> well, it's it's learn as you go. You know, for me, we've been in boyland for so long, multiple years. Um, but you know, my wife has just been overjoyed. Um, obviously, there are things to learn, but I say relish the moment. Just take it in. You know, soak in that moment. And uh, I think right now, especially so you know, when they're so young, it's hard to really you know know everything about their personality. I mean, you're still kind of learning who they are. And and for us, um, I think just being able to again be present in that moment, especially when they're this small. And uh, just take it in, man. One of the biggest joys I think I found as a dad, I have my three kids are all now adults. So I'm in a different phase of my dad story. 
um, but going back to when they were born, is the the thing that as a as a human being, the one thing you can do is create legacy, and then to name a human being, to give them that name when yes. you've known them for X amount of time, when you finally finalize that name, right? Yes. That is like one of the biggest things I think people don't acknowledge is that you are forever, that person is going to carry that name that you and your wife together agreed on and and, and name that person. Yes. Like who gets to name a person? Like, right? And like you said, they carry that forever. And it's something that, you know, it's not that we have to portray the identity of the name that we're given. Right. But there's always purpose behind it, you know, and I think that um, as a as a parent, you know, again, that being one of the most impactful and crucial and important decisions that we can make. You know, this is the first time my wife and I, we actually uh, did a home birth. We've never done a home birth before. Wow. Our first two were both uh, born in the hospital. Um, and, you know, and that just to say in itself, you know, um, if if you're a dad and you're uh you know, maybe you're discussing with your wife, you have another, a new one on the way. A home birth was just a really special uh, opportunity and experience for us. So we definitely highly recommend that. Um, but two, you know, this was the first time that we actually um, did not name her immediately. Okay. We had a few names that were kind of in the case, ready to go. Um, but we actually took just a moment, again, just pause, let her personality and let that, that moment sink in. And be able to really kind of, you know, um, I don't know, just simmer and gravitate on what it is that you're feeling like you're really drawn to with her as a, as, as a human being. Like you said, she just came into the world or he just came into the world. And what are they going to carry on their life? And being able to just kind of pause in that moment and let it settle in. You know, there's no rush to make that decision. Right. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. And then, yeah, it's just it's so cool that you you have that opportunity as a parent to be a part of probably one of the biggest decisions that you'll ever make. Right. Oh, absolutely. And lasting power of that. And yeah, it's great. So absolutely. awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank that's you. Amazing. Wow. Um, that's really great news. I'm so proud. Happy for both of you and the family sounds like they're doing well. So that's great. So let's talk a little bit about maybe some of the dad mentors that you've had over the years that you have learned from anyone come to mind where, a lesson has been gleaned and you're like, I'm going to put that in my home because I really value the example I see from this particular dad. Anything stand out for you? Oh, there's so many, yeah. you know, and, and starting with my own dad, you know, my own dad was um, just very uh, intentional to create a path and, and show, um, I guess, his support in one believing in us and, um, empowering us to pursue whether it was passions or interests that we had you know um, being able to make room for us to choose uh, and to make our own mistakes along the way and to learn from those lifestyle experiences um, you know my I would add to that my father-in-law who uh, you know is was very much the same uh, we lost him due to COVID um, just about a year and a half ago um, but he just modeled um, such a playfulness, even in his older years, um, where he was our boy's best friend and always kind of the biggest kid in the room, um, you know. And uh, and again, you know, there have been so many other men in my life who have portrayed that 
that uh, father figure, you know, and invested time. I think one of the most important things and valuable things that we can give is our time. And so, you know, a lot of these older men that have been in my life have just really wanted to, you know, that had a, a heart to, you know, invest their experience. You know, even for me, some of them were not my fathers, but they were father figures. And even for them to see me as a up and coming, growing young man, and they wanted to invest into me, we would just set times throughout the week to go and grab coffee or lunch and sit down and just let me ask questions or soundboard ideas off of them. I mean, there's nothing more important that we can give than our time. So, okay, let's jump ahead. There's a little time machine thing, uh, DeLorean, however you want to say it. And uh, 20 years from now, your kids are on whatever a podcast looks like in 20 years. I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> and somebody's sitting with them saying, hey, tell me about your dad. Tell me about Patrick. What are you hoping that your kids will say in that moment about you that uh -huh. you want to demonstrate for them that come to mind? What do you think? Yeah, that's an amazing question. And, you know, like I hate to I hate to take the DeLorean too far, but sometimes I even think about my tombs, tombstone, you know, like <laughs> what, what are people going to say at my funeral? Yeah. You know what I mean? Did I leave a legacy of generosity? Did I leave a legacy of selflessness? Was I able to, you know, use my life to empower the next generation? Does my ceiling become their floor and have I left mm -hmm. them? Um, the resources, and when I say that, I don't mean monetary resources. I mean even from just a lifestyle capability for them to have the skill sets and the knowledge and the confidence to be able to go out into the world and experience whatever their purpose is. You right. know what I mean? Um, so, I mean, yeah, for me, fast forward, I would love for my boys to to believe with with all the conviction that they have that I had done everything I can to see them succeed both in, in, and for me, you know, the most important area is being God or faith, right. being family. And then for them, uh, you know, personally, their own sense of purpose and calling. When you mentioned a gravestone tombstone, somebody, I heard somebody say this once and I can't shake it. You said the most important thing, inscribed on a tombstone is that little dash between birthday and the last day that little dash means so much because that's the life that's been lived uh, whether that's, that's a short time or a long time yeah that dash is the most important thing that you'll ever see on a tombstone wow and i'm like wow that's profound that's really mm -hmm. profound because it represents everything that was encapsulated within the life that was lived right and how can we make that dash matter wow that's really profound so i i can't shake it and i i again i can't take credit for that at all but when someone i heard somebody say that i'm like how can i make that dash count that's absolutely I, yeah and then how we yeah, how we model it for our kids we're going to make mistakes as dads there's no way that when you brought your firstborn home for that first week, that there was somebody there saying, no, don't do this, do this, yeah. don't do that, say this, right? There, nobody was there. They just kind of let you leave the hospital. How dare they? And <laughs> there's nobody follows you exactly right. to make sure, right? <laughs> you didn't get a tutorial? <laughs> no, nothing. There's like, no one checked up on me. I'm on there's my no own. instruction manual. <laughs> and then I think that's the one thing that I hope that our kids 20 years from now 
here's the fact that, hey, you know what? When I brought you home, I was this age. Yeah. I was previous to that. I was a single guy doing life and eating craft dinner out of a bucket. You know, like I was just doing whatever. And now all of a sudden I had to grow up the moment you showed up as my kid. Yeah. And now I'm this different person and I have to, that's right. I have to be the dad and no one's that's here right. to help me. And that's kind of the idea for the podcast was let's share dad's stories. Let's yeah. think of the dad sitting in the hospital or about to have their, their, their next child and, what do we want to say to these people? How can we encourage them to be a great example to their partners, to themselves, to the community? Absolutely. Right? Well, How can we do that? I've always loved and been so impacted when I have heard from sons who have said, my dad is my best friend. You know, and they have that, they cultivate that relationship. But in the midst of that friendship, there's also like, the leadership aspect and being able to kind of walk in that balance, even for, for me, the difference between my 12 year old calling me dad or calling me bro, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, Hey bro, you know, let's go out and do something fun or Hey bro, I really need you to follow through on the instruction that you've been given, you know, like being able to teach while at the same time, enjoy each other's company and walk with them and have those life experiences together. It's funny. My 20 year old son, my youngest, is trying to navigate calling, twitching me up from daddy to what do I call you? Like, he's like, I'm 20. I'm an adult. I can't be walking around calling you daddy. He's like, I just, <laughs> but I can't make the switch. He's like, I don't know what to call you. So, bro, I like that. It's kind of cool. Um, it's amazing, amazing what your kids think of you and how they picture you, right? They just yeah, feel like I we got it all together. But there's times, we got to be honest, we don't know what we're doing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think it can be easy sometimes to project our sense of not enough onto our kids as well. I heard somebody say at one, you know, there was a, a speaker at one point that I heard who said, you know, you got to give yourself a little grace. You might see like or feel like things are a mess right now, but I, trust me, you know, they're going to turn out better than you think, you know, <laughs> it's like in those moments when you feel like you're failing, you know, as a dad or as a husband or whatever it might be, um, you got to give yourself a little grace. It's going to turn out better than you think. Yeah. And if you feel like you're failing, fail forwards, don't fail backwards and learn Absolutely. and grow. And yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So one thing we alluded to at the beginning, we talked about when we first started the episode was that your family is very entrepreneurial. And you guys are down a path as a family with a very unique idea that came from your kids, which I'm absolutely I'm amazed. Can we talk a little bit about what's going on in your home? Because oh, yeah. this is exciting to me. I like yeah, this. absolutely. I, I love if our story could inspire others. You know, what uh, was really incredible about the whole experience is, again, it did spark as a family conversation. And the whole idea was, um, you know, my nine and 12 year olds who were eight and 11 at the time, they just kept coming to myself, my wife, mom and dad saying, hey, is there any way we can earn extra money around the house? You know, and that was kind of a crucial. It's like, you know, that could go in one year and out the other. But how do we have our radar up when our kids are motivated towards something? It could be a goal, could be an interest, like to really, again, pausing in those moments and hearing what they're saying and not moving on too quickly, but finding a way to partner with them. And so for us as parents, we really wanted to engage with that and lean into that motivation. Even if we didn't exactly know how to do it at the time, well, what did we do? We sat down at a little brainstorm session, pretty simple, you know, just take a moment. So we sat down and, you know, we talked about, hey, well, how about lemonade stand, mowing lawns, you know, washing cards, raking leaves, 
what are we going to do to empower you guys? Because even my eight-year-old had these big goals. You know, he wanted airsoft guns. He wanted to buy himself a personal computer. It's $250, $350. You know, it's like, okay, well, birthdays and Christmas aren't going to cut it anymore. We got to find a way to empower these guys. And so one of the ideas that we had was, well, what if we take a look around the house? We've got hundreds of toys, a few of them just lying around, you know, because you guys have aged out, you've lost interest, or you just want something new. We understand that. Well, why don't we look at the old toys that you have, find a way to sell those toys in order to help you make some money that you need to achieve this goal. And so when we started kind of looking into that process, what we realized was that, you know, uh, there are great platforms for this, like Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, eBay and Amazon. My wife and I use them all the time. We love flipping things uh, on Facebook Marketplace. However, there's just no way that we were going to allow our nine and 12 year old boys to browse or to communicate with strangers on those pro on those platforms. They're Thank just you. not safe. Thank you. Even yeah. from the browsing standpoint, I mean, you could go in and search for something generic like furniture and you'll end up seeing these tiles of targeted, irrelevant and often inappropriate ads. There was no way that we were going to let our kids navigate that space on their own. And so what we started doing is kind of having conversations, families around us. Does anyone else know of a tool that we don't know of that can help us do this? Because the, the key was we wanted to partner with our kids, but we didn't want to do the process for them. We actually wanted to teach them through the process and help them learn how to do the process and empower them to engage with their own goals. And so that's where we had the idea of, well, what if we could build a platform, which would be an app, that where kids could buy, sell, and trade toys under complete parental supervision. And so that's what we're going after. And now we are just a few weeks away from launching something nationwide that's going to be a tool that empowers kids in a safe environment. Okay, so I have to ask Patrick, have you hidden your toys? Because you don't want to see them on this app going, hey, wait, that's my stuff. That's my, that's my stuff. What are you doing selling my stuff? <laughs> Come on, guys. Yeah, they get too motivated. Next thing you know, my bike's on there, you know? <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> That's Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, okay, so is the okay? Tell me the status of the app. What's going on with this? Yeah, absolutely. We are just a few weeks away from going live. Um, so we have been in development stage. It's been really wild. We we uh, so to give another bit of our backstory. I had no, and actually none of our family had any background in tech, so we had no idea where to start. Literally no idea. And so what I ended up doing is I signed myself up for YouTube University. There's there's so much resource out there today. Right. There is uh, basically no excuse not to start, not to find your way. There's so much resource available. And so I went to YouTube and I found a few tutorials and I taught myself how to build a beta version of an app on a no-code platform called Adalo. It took me a couple of months to learn the databases and how to customize everything but we built something that we could share with friends and family. And what we ended up doing was we were invited to pitch that beta MVP on a show similar to Shark Tank. It's called What's On Your Napkin. It's a tech tank where a venture studio had this show and they said, hey, you may have a valid uh, service or an established product or a company, or you might have something just chicken scratch on a napkin. We'd love for you to pitch us your idea. And if we like it enough, there's enough uh, opportunity on that idea, We'll take you through due diligence, we'll walk you through validation, and we may even offer you a co-foundership. And so out of about 5,000 companies who have applied uh, to pitch, 
they have only uh, co-founded, I think, 130, and we're one of those companies oh, where they said this idea is off the charts. There's such a need for this, and it's it's way bigger than just selling toys. There's so much greater impact opportunity available, and the two words that really come to mind for me are benevolence and education. And even in our education systems, the idea of teaching financial literacy yes. is almost non-existent. So how do we empower our kids with a tool where they can actually learn these life skills? So we just went after it. We started with what we had in front of us, resources like YouTube, and we took step after step after step and just stuck with it. Okay, so okay, what's what is the launch date for this then? So we're looking right now, as long as we don't hit any other detours in development, probably mid to late April we could be live. Wow. Okay, so for those that are with me right now and with us talk listening, they're like, um, link please. Like <laughs> I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to sign up and be a part of this. When when is it available for people to access and be part of the community? Yeah, absolutely. Well, even right now, uh, we're on social media, we're on YouTube, we have a website that currently is operating as a wait list. And so if you go to our website, it's www.toitle.io, toitle.io. And right there, you can sign up for the wait list, we can let you know, you can be one of the first to know when we go live. Explain the name for the for Toitle. Yeah, absolutely. This was actually a really fun process. So again, our boys being a part of the process, we didn't just sit down and have that initial brainstorm. They have been able to be a part of the milestones all along the way. So when we sat down and said, hey, you know, what kind of features do we want to see? We could sit down with our boys and they were able to say, we think it'd be really fun for kids to be able to do this or be able to do that. Um, when we went through the naming process, you know, initially uh, when we did our beta, um, we just kind of said what it was. We called it Toy Trader. But what we found out as we um, pursued the idea of trademarking and other things, uh, it really helps if it's not so generic. And so they encouraged us to sit down and do an exercise as a family to come up with a bunch of creative ideas and fanciful names. And so we actually sat down and we probably as a family came up with uh, maybe 12 or 15 different names. And so we were able to sit down with our boys. Toidle just happened to be one of those names out of that list. And we were able to sit down as a family and vote uh, for the most exciting one. Same thing with our logo design. We were able to do a competition where we got a bunch of different logo ideas back. And our boys were right there in uh, the process with us, being able to vote and say, hey, you know, this one's really cool, but we'd love to see this kind of change. They sent us new iterations. And then we finally had a few finalists and we sat down as a family, did a voting process, got to choose the logo together. It's just been really, really fun. So do you work for the boys or do the boys work for you? I want to know that. <laughs> I'm working on working for them. <laughs> That's awesome. my goal. Good. Well, okay. So tell me, like, how do you keep your kids engaged in the whole process of creating the app? Like, it's exciting at the beginning, but sometimes yes. kids' attention kind of, you know, a little bit. Are they still active? Are they still enjoying it? How do you keep that fire alive for them as they go yeah, through the process? That's a really great question, you know, and it's not it's not necessarily easy. I would say it's easier said than done, you know, especially at their age, with their attention span, and all that stuff. Just like you said, what I've had to do is is try as a dad to navigate both their personalities and their interests and their passions and find the right moments to pull them in and say, hey, this is a great moment for you to reengage. Why don't we sit down? Did you guys know that we just got the wireframes back? So now we can see how everything's laid out. Would you guys like to sit down together and look this over and let's talk about how it looks and how it feels? 
you know, uh, same thing, like I said, with the logo and the name and even um, the idea of going into, uh, you know, creating the pitch deck and talking to investors or entrepreneurs and sharing our story. You know, we are um, invited to do a competition where we can pitch this idea. And I said to the boys, I said, you know, I don't want to force you guys to do something that's completely out of your comfort zone. But I want you to think about the reward that could be in it for you guys to just think about how you'll be able to look back on this moment and say that you were able to step in and leave, lean in and be brave, this is going to be an opportunity that could change our lives. And I'd love to have you guys be a part of that if you'd like to be. And so I think sometimes it's kind of, you know, baiting the hook and and serving the platter and saying, you know, this this one is, is for you guys to choose. Would you like to be a part of this and making room for the opportunity? There have been other moments as well where I've been able to pull them in and say, hey, guys, we really need to do this together because it's something that has to be done for us to move forward. I can just imagine the reaction of your kids doing a video about Twiddle and saying, Hey, um, this is how I use it. This is the, this yeah. is the thing I came up with talking yep. to kids, their age. Absolutely. Not talking to adults, talking <clears throat> to the kids your age saying, this is yes. why we created it. If you have any, if you have any ideas, let me know. Yes. I'm the, I'm the part creator of this app. You know, and it's like, yes. wait a minute, what is going on here? Like that's, that's a kid. Yeah, that's a kid. That's great. I love that. Yes. And there are all sorts of different events and opportunities where they're highlighting kid entrepreneurs. And, you know, I think, again, I want to pave pave a path of opportunities for them. You know, again, not necessarily, you know, requiring them to do these things, yeah. but, but showing them, uh, you know, this is an opportunity that really could sharpen you. It could teach you a skill set. You have an opportunity to inspire others. And so making room for that to happen. And as a dad, to know you're plowing a field, I guess you could say, which is going to yield results years from yeah. now for your kids, that legacy aspect, that's exciting as well. Yes. Right. I love Absolutely. That. And being able to instill just a confidence and self-motivation. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, okay, I heard that your kids are not just good at creating great ideas for an app, but they also like to do promo for their app. You were saying something about them going out <laughs> to a public event or something, and they're out uh, promoting the app. Can you tell me a little bit about that story, too? <laughs> well, we're trying to give them opportunity for that. You know, we're kind of uh, we're dipping our toes in the water. It's not their favorite thing to be in front of an audience. <laughs> yeah. And so we're still trying to kind of work that muscle and stretch that muscle. So right now um, we're so a couple of things that we have done. We sat down and we've done a video together that was talking about our excitement, making an introduction of, of the app itself. Um, they've sat on a couple of calls and talked with our co-founders, Project 10K, and just kind of, you know, establishing relationship and being aware of what that looks like. So some of the events that we have uh, potentially coming up in the future are going to be opportunities where, you know, and and interestingly enough, the way that this all started, um, we sat down and did that brainstorm, but then we put together like this little pitch deck. And so we sat our family down, it was grandma and grandpa and and their aunt abby and then mom was in the room and they you know we kind of wrote out this script and each of the boys had a couple little lines that they presented about this idea and got to pitch the family and that's where everybody was like yes this is amazing this sounds like a great idea it was really fun <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing okay so um i think that's one of the big lessons that you touched on at the beginning too was teaching our kids about 
finances, how to be good stewards with our money. All of that is missing from our education system. Um, and I love the idea that you're creating that those lessons early for your for your family. Um, yeah. How else is this app going to help teach our kids about finances, about being good stewards? You have anything else kind of in the background in your mind that this app is going to do beyond selling a, a toy? Oh, absolutely. I think it's um, and kids. Number one language is fun. And the number one way that they learn is by doing. And so I think the only way that we can really empower them to engage in these skills, you know, a textbook with black and white pages isn't something that they're going to do on a Saturday, <laughs> you know? And so it's like, how do we get them engaged? Well, if we can gamify the experience, if we can create an energetic, uh, you know, community where, and, and this is what I think as well, you know, if their best friend has his Pokemon cards listed and, Another one is listing their Nerf guns. Another one's list, listing their bike or their video games. Guaranteed they're going to jump in. Kid to kid energy. I mean, it's right. explosive. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so being able to kind of synergize on that and look to the future of, of saying, you know, how do we empower kids to stay engaged? Well, one, I think this is a revolving door. Toys continuously come and go. So they're going to be able to practice these skills on a residual basis. You know, and it's not just the buy sell aspect, they're going to be able to practice communication, right. they're going to be able to practice goal setting and achieving those goals. And then once they once they sell that toy, and maybe they earn some profit, well, what does it look like to take that profit and now partition it to different things like sharing, or spending, or savings, you know, and being able to learn that along with their parents, along with their friends, I just think there's so much opportunity. I don't know if you've thought about this, maybe you have, maybe you haven't. Um, are there ground rules about how soon a <laughs> a toy can be listed? My point is Christmas morning or birthdays and all the wrapping papers being put away. I can just imagine them on their phones, like listing <laughs> these new toys they just got. They're still in the box. And you're like, oh I'm going to post God. this on my app. You know, and grandma and grandpa, they're like, hey, come on. We just, what? Yeah. Is there listing any rules about that? Listing their new socks on Toidle, right? No, is it okay? Like, you have any guidelines for them? <laughs> hey, you know what? If they're motivated and the parents <laughs> okay it, I say go for it. There you go. I can flip that and I can make it. You can just see them like, hey, I'm Yeah, exactly signed. right. <laughs> so I love that. That's great. Um, okay, that's that's amazing. Um, we're definitely going to have links to all this great information for everyone. For our listeners, we have a global audience. Can you tell us where the app is going to be live right at the beginning? Absolutely. So we're going to launch in the U.S. Yeah. Um, the reason we chose to keep it a little bit more focused in the beginning is so that we can really focus on building a dense user base, testing and refining the app. And then, uh, you know, of course, this is a, uh, the type of product that I think can have a global footprint. And so our intention is completely 100 percent to launch into the global marketplace, whether that's the UK or New Zealand, you know, uh, Canada, you name it. Um, this is something that we could see really making a huge impact in families all around the world. It's a tool that's, um, I think, relevant for families all around the world. We all have the same problems, our, our basements and our attics and our garages and our storage closets and you, know, you name it, our landfills even are full of right. clutter, just a bunch of toys laying around. You know, we all have these toys. Well, let's take advantage of the opportunity and it's, let's empower our kids to do something about it. It's very smart. And I love the lessons you're teaching your kids in an indirect way and a direct way 
you're you're empowering them to be good fathers and leaders and, and adults yep. in their future as well by just following your example. So we talk about legacy and how important that is. You yourself as a dad are doing that with your kids, which is absolutely a lesson that again you're not going to learn that in school. So absolutely. And one last thing I'll say uh, to anyone listening who's interested in jumping in and testing this product with us, you know, a marketplace is a blank slate unless there's supply and demand. And so, you know, if you log in and you're the only one in your city that's on Toidal, there's not going to be anything visible for you. So what we're encouraging families to do is find a group of families and friends that you can jump, have all of them jump in, you know, uh, and test this app with you and build a Toidal community uh, in your local area. And that's where we're starting. So we're not going to have shipping and other commerce available in our first iteration of the app. We do see that in our future. But as a starting point, similar to Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace, they all started in this uh, in this uh, local focus. We're doing local buy-sell trades. So you'll be able to communicate with people within a certain radius that you can define if it's 200 miles or you want to search within five miles of your zip code or whatever it is, your address. Um, and then you are able to communicate with those families, whether it's scheduling, coordinating meetups, you name it, local buy-sell trade is the way that we're going to start. Smart. I love it. And you can grow as as time comes goes along and, and listen to feedback. People have feedback for you on the app. You're open to that as well, right? Absolutely. And just to uh, to reinforce how we are creating a safe experience for kids, right. um, we decided to go all out on the safety measures from the standpoint of how do we protect our kids from stranger danger, irrelevant or targeted content. We are going to launch with zero ads, zero sponsorships until we can create an ecosystem that we can link with relevant, safe products for kids Secondly, every incoming and every outgoing message is parent approved. So the guardian creates their account first. Nice. Kids account lives under the guardian. We store none of the kids data on our platform unless it's under the guardian's uh, um, profile. And every incoming message goes to the guardian so they can see, you know, if my son lists his bike and he receives an, you know, an inquiry about that bike from a stranger, that message comes to me first and I can ensure that the content is safe and then I can approve for my son to receive that message. He can then respond and I can again check his content. It comes to me first, make sure he hasn't included any personal information or anything in his message and I can approve for that to go out. The very same uh, functionality with creating listings. Again, we wanted to empower our kids to do the process so they're able to take the pictures and write the description and you know price the object but it's going to come to the guardian's account for an approval before that listing goes live. And so um, those are a couple of the ways that we've really targeted uh, how to, how to make it a safe experience for kids. Great. I love all those safety measures. That was one thing I'm so happy you talked about, because that might be a hesitation for somebody like, do I really want my son or daughter doing this? So very smart. Absolutely. And we designed it from a per, from a parent's perspective. That Those are the standards that we would have in place for our own experience as users. And we will be users on our own platform that we basically created it for ourselves. And so from those standards, that's what we created it from. Beautiful. Excellent. So I have links in the show notes, everyone. Please go and check it out. Um, and if you have feedback, you know, for, for Patrick yep. and his family, he's always open to that. As you yep. can tell by just interacting with us today he's a it's a great family to to work with and to be a part of uh and watch their their family grow 
with new additions, but also watch the family grow as they learn and place this app and into out into the world. It's great. I think yes. I'm very impressed with with this. Thank the boys for their idea because uh, it's great. This all happened because of them. So it's awesome. Absolutely, and we're we're literally just so honored, and we can see just the um, monumental opportunity for impact. And so we hope that this tool serves a lot of families really well and incentivizes parents to partner with their kids and get engaged. Beautiful. So all the links in the show notes, everyone, please go and head over there. Thank you for listening to Dad Space, and thank you, Patrick, for sharing your dad's story as well. My Congratulations pleasure. on the new little girl. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So happy for you guys. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for listening to Dad Space today. Go check us out on all of our social media, YouTube, all that great stuff. You can find us as Dad Space Podcast. Real simple. Dad Space Podcast, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, even YouTube. Email us, dadspacepodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for great guests to come on the podcast. If you have any feedback for us, let us know here at Dad Space. Looking forward to connecting with you on the next episode right here of Dad Space. Follow us on your podcast app for more. Cheers. To you, Dad. Thank you.